Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Chaitra Vedulapali. Chaitra is recognized as an influential business leader with a passion to enable digital equity and access to achieve economic prosperity in our communities. She is the co-founder and CMO of Mela, focused on helping customers to modernize their business with cloud solutions. Chaitra is also the co-founder of Women in Cloud, sits on many boards, and drives global conversations with the United Nations and top corporations throughout the US. Using the power of AI, cloud, and IoT, Chaitra is fiercely committed to empowering business owners to access the digital economy. She is recognized as an author, speaker, and change leader, holds a patent, is a TEDx and United Nations speaker, and was honored as the top 100 small business influencer. Welcome to the show, Chaitra. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Let's get started. Um, so, Chaitra, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely, Jennifer. So let me take you um, um, you know, in my memory lane that have gone through. For me, uh, fashion, sports, music, and creative arts are really in my groove. I love that. Uh, whereas engineering and technology was a stretch for me growing up. So my first encounter to technology was really COBOL programming in my college. And uh, it really took a very interesting direction. I, I was convinced that I did not have the imagination to develop technology code till I actually learned about Oracle databases and Windows. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I saw a colorful and effective interface. And that helped me to really start to visualize an invisible code and really see how you could do uh, automation and creative experiences. And uh, from there, uh, basically, when I moved to US, uh, I really decided to kind of learn a lot about technology and then got into my first role at Oracle in the consulting uh, uh, division. When I did that one, I realized how powerful it was when you can really use technology and you can make, you know, millions of lives can be changed because you're creating access to opportunities, access to information. So that was kind of where the opportunity called me and I said, you know what, which is the other company I want to look? So I looked into Microsoft as the company I wanted to work for because they focused a lot on a billion dollar strategies and kind of changing the world through technology. So that's how I um, got into kind of like a love for tech and really making an impact in tech. 
now when I look at myself, uh, worked in the corporate sector for 20 years and then decided to take a leap and be an entrepreneur and started, uh, you know, uh, started with, uh, uh, you know, joining the company Mela, which was run by my husband, who was building like B2C solutions. And when I joined, I said, you know, there's an opportunity to go into the uh, enterprise market. And that's where I uh, saw a lot of opportunities. And that's the place I saw where the glass ceilings were there for women entrepreneurs. And that was a precipitous for uh, um, building the Women in Cloud journey. So today when I look at it, uh, a lot I focus on is building um, cloud solutions for the enterprise market and also for the community and the society. So we have access to information, access to education, access to technology, and also people very easily. I love that that journey that you took. And I just love that you were able to see beyond just the coding, right? So you looked at technology to change lives and to give access to opportunities to people. And I think you had an amazing vision very early on, and now you are really changing lives and making a difference. So, so proud of you going through that journey. And you, you know, we have, we both share a passion for women in tech. So yep. can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing? I know you talked a little bit about women, women in clouds. So tell us a little bit about the work you're doing in this space and how how are you making a difference? And then if you look at that, has it helped your career any or changed your career? Absolutely, Jennifer, great question. Uh, so when, it, when I look about the, the work that I'm doing in the tech sector, uh, I was pretty active in mentoring and being mentored in the tech communities when I was in the corporate world. I focused a lot around economic access and entrepreneurship work in 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 my daily lives. Even when I was at uh, corporate companies, I still spent a lot of time on creating programs around economic access and um, entrepreneurship for youth or for small businesses. But the place where I saw the significant uh, opportunity was three years ago. I, I met with an um, uh, an investor and the first thing he looked at the solution and they said, well, I don't know if I want to invest in you. That was the first thing I was like, wow, there's mm -hmm. no funding even available for uh, our solution. So I went into like communities, which is like going and looking, talking to the small business administration, working with the state, working with the cities, realized that there was no economic development program for women in tech, literally mm -hmm. for business builders. And most of the thing was in the area of construction or retail, but nothing in the tech sector. Mm. So um, we started a program called Cloud Ready, which I convinced Microsoft US subsidiary to say, we need to think about a pilot and see if there are opportunities for people who are building tech solutions so they can really strategically partner with Microsoft and really take it to market. And as part of it, that program grew from like just Seattle into literally uh, entire US. And I got a chance to go and meet like 5,000 companies in over six months, pretty significant amount. And I think mm -hmm. I met you in some, but it was, it was in Chicago when we had like over 250 people, there were only two women in the back 
in New York, there were maybe another three women who were builders and they were all sitting in the back. They were not even in the front. Mm -hmm. And I was like very curious. It's like, why is that? Why is there so less? And I'm like the odd woman standing there and educating on cloud transformation um, and building cloud solutions. And that was kind of a epiphany moment is there is a challenge and I met women in the um, uh, in the lobby had questions. They said, you know, there's nothing out there. There's nothing that we can go and find a community or an accelerator or help us build these solutions in partnership with companies like Microsoft. There's no co-sell, there's no co-market and I don't know what to do. And that is the one I came back and spent time with the Microsoft executives because I had worked there before. Said is um, we drew up in a napkin what a billion dollar strategy would look like for creating economic access for female tech entrepreneurs who can build strategic partnership with um, enterprise companies. They said fantastic, so let's do a research. So what we found, Jennifer, this is where it was a epiphany moment. Less than 1% of women tech founders were actually involved in the tech channel, wow. in the distribution channel. Less than 2% of women tech entrepreneurs were actually driving digital transformation work in the enterprise market when the opportunity was $4.5 trillion. Now mm. it's more. And then when you look at the investor data and you look at other data, it's, it follows in a single digit, lower single digit. And that's when we said, let's create a narrative here and see if we can actually make a dent in it. And this one will be probably a decade of pro, you know, programming we have to do. So we said, okay, if we take, if we do a decade uh, kind of a program, which is by 2030, partner with UN, build a billion dollar strategy and see if we can take thousand women building tech solution in the enterprise market and really help them build a million dollar recurring revenue business using you know knowledge and access and policy changes can we make that happen and that is what made women in cloud women in cloud it became a brand mm -hmm. and we have a community building activity so I don't know if you have participated, Jennifer, we really get them closer to the buyers and investors. We have the cloud accelerator, which is education on how to get ready for enterprise market, whether you're a service-based or technology solution-based, but really mostly for technology solution. It's a different way of pricing and licensing and taking to market. And then is really focus a lot on legislative work and getting all the policymakers to know that we are the next generation entrepreneurs who will change the economic development and we need to have a seat at the table. So that was how Women in Cloud was born. Chaitra, wow, that is just quite a journey and you are really making a difference for women and those numbers that you talked about, the percentages of women in tech and uh, the percentages of women in digital transformation, it's just sad, you know, with a $4.5 trillion market at that time, why are we only 1% and 2% of it? So really putting this billion-dollar um, program together and enticing women to come into the cloud, you guys have done some amazing, amazing work. I'm so, so happy to see those numbers arising. So from the 1,000 women, where are you now? 
we have helped uh, 55 companies uh, wow. through the cohort who are all ready for the enterprise market. All have some amazing solutions which are ready for any enterprise to come and say that I can use, I can, I can really adopt them and drive digital transformation of my business. Things are in security, we have infrastructure, collaboration, AI, uh, events, um, you know, digital economic development. We are just have tons of solutions that I've come up with. So now when we go and talk to enterprise company, we say we are the DEI portion of the digital transformation. Mm -hmm. We would love you to have a conversation with us. That's awesome. I, I'm just so excited for the work that you're doing. You've also been instrumental in driving global change. Can you share some of the ways that you've done that? Sure, Jennifer. Uh, for me, my passion is um, economic access. And for me is I've been rooted into economic development, which focuses a lot on job creation. So for me, when I think about job creation, you have to really get people to first change their mindset, second, skill them correctly, third, accelerate into programs, and then open up opportunities for them. So I've done a lot in, you know, the economic development aspect of business building in and working in a public private partnership that allows me to do global change. So when I look at any change that I have to make, I'm usually looking at what's the UN goal that I'm going to influence and which of the UN goal that I can actually move the target for faster um, so that we can actually say, okay, we helped address a global change, right? That was the first mm -hmm. thing. And the second is, which are the ecosystem that I actually can influence? For me, it was a uh, youth. It was a area that I educate pretty much every week and help uh, young, um, you know, young kids to really be prepared for the careers who so have a lot of hackathons and, you know, pitch challenges and doing a lot of the accelerators for them. And I have for women as one of my area because I can connect with them. I understand what they are going through. And then a lot around the minority ecosystem. So where they really need access and wherever there's lack of access, that's where the areas that I'm looking at and thinking about what change we could do. The third, which drives me, uh, uh, you know, every day is the digital transformation. I can really look at any paper-based program and try to convert that into a digital process very quickly. And I think that's a gift because I, I have done electrical engineering. So I know is if you have to create electricity, you have to do something on the start point and it goes through a black box and comes your electricity out, right? So that kind of mindset is there. And it's the same thing in digital transformation. So when I'm thinking about my um, pillars, how I influence is through economic development, entrepreneurship, and digital transformation for driving the global change, which is really connected to all the UN goals. That is just amazing. And those are great, great areas. I love that you work with youth because we have to build our pipeline for the future. And then women and minorities uh, that are kind of un underserved markets. So uh, great job at really focusing in those areas. Um, you also sit on many boards and you're always striving for empowering business owners to access the digital economy. Can you share with uh, our listeners how you do that? How, how can business owners access the digital economy? 
Perfect. Um, so as I sit on boards, uh, there are three areas that I come and say I can add value. One is uh, strategically uh, identify the right governing, you know, like help with the governance of the mm -hmm. board to identify, do we have the right fit? Do we want to look at strategic partnerships? So it's kind of like adding strategic value to the board itself. Mm -hmm. The second area which I look for is uh, how are they creating value and what kind of digital transformation that we can drive that will unlock opportunities for the, the, the company or the community boards that I'm in what kind of opportunities are we creating and can we accelerate that opportunity creation through digital transformation? Mm -hmm. And number three is really looking into global expansion through partnerships. How do you really think about um, a go-to-market in a strategic way without really having a lot of resources that you have to put in, but how do you do it? So a couple of things that I have done is I'm on the Microsoft LM uh, network. So we are really expanding right now in China and India. So contributing to how to think about the expansion. What, what are the key areas we need to think about expansion? Mm -hmm. The second area is with Women in Cloud, we're expanding in eight countries. How do we think about expanding in eight countries? Do we create chapters or should we create partnerships, right? So. Those are the areas I really look into. The third area is just the, the, uh, the people and the diversity and the inclusion and having equity so that when we are in the board talking about uh, people, I am representing the people who are not sitting at the table, which are our stakeholders. So what do they need? How do they need to think about, are we really listening to them and are we representing them well? So if I'm in the public or, you know, if I'm in the public board, then I'll be representing the shareholder value, right? Those shareholders. If I'm in the in the community board, I'm looking at a stakeholder representation and ensuring that we are actually driving the value we want to see um, uh, achieve. That's great. Wow. You are just doing some amazing work globally, not just in the U.S., but you know, giving these opportunities to our underserved com communities and uh, audiences is going to make such a big difference. In five years, we can look back and see how you've moved the needle. So that's great. Um, Stay tuned for the rest of today's interview after a brief word from our sponsor. Are you an expert in your field? Are you a woman who values thought leadership? We'd love to have you join us as a guest on an upcoming episode of Tech in the Right Direction. Visit us at directionstraining.com forward slash podcast to apply today. While there, be sure to check out Directions Training's newest initiative, the WIT Cloud Power Scholarship for Azure Fundamentals Certification. This year, we have offered 100 scholarships to women for the Microsoft Azure Fundamentals Training Course, valued at $950 per student as an opportunity to start their pathway to becoming a Microsoft Certified Professional. Help us continue to drive social change and the advancement of women in the technology industry. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. We now rejoin our host, Jennifer Didier, with today's guest. 
So, you know, women only receive 3% of uh, VC funding and the amounts that they receive is over 30% lower than their counterparts or their male counterparts. Um, so if you're a woman today and you're looking for VC funding, what are some of the ways that you can create more economic access for women so that they can get a better percentage of the funding that's out there? Sure, Jennifer. This one is, um, you know, I think it's a personal, uh, this is my personal point of view. And this is how I look at it. Mm -hmm. When I'm thinking about, when I put a, uh, you know, wear a hat as an investor and VCs are investors, I'm really looking at how is a company or an idea actually reaching to the customers? How are they growing? What is the plan? How do you go about it? So, if you are working with a VC, we really have to be ready to ensure that you know what your go-to-market plan is, what your idea is, what value you're creating, and are we able to create 10x the value for what they have invested in us. So it's it's very important to know the psyche of the VC. And if you really look at it right now, women really need a lot of lot of assistance to um, get into the enterprise market. And for me, I'm looking only at enterprise market. And that particular one, if you look at it, if the corporations and the big companies are spending less than 1% of their corporate funding, um, you know, around the digital transformation with women, you can also see the VC funding is not going to come in that market. Mm -hmm. So the more we create is, you know, women to go and win these opportunities in the enterprise market and keep the VCs engaged and build a strategic partnership. And when you're ready to scale, whenever you're ready to take the money, then you have them right next to you because they will work. When they come in, they are expecting growth. They're expecting scale. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to do pilots and trying to experiment with things like that, that is a place you have to start building partnerships with companies like Microsoft, Google's and IBM's of the world so that they can get you to market quickly so you can start to really test out your hypothesis on what needs to happen. So the go to market becomes very, very important because you need a trust. You need a brand that says that they're part of my ecosystem and you can trust working with these uh, entrepreneurs and business founders. So when I'm focusing on from a VC standpoint, from a woman in cloud, from a woman in cloud perspective, I love the VC ecosystem, but what we are coaching the women is to really win customers, really win the customers, mm -hmm. which takes an average of six to 18 months to really win, win customers within six months, laser focused, make sure that you have all the roadblocks removed. And through the accelerator, we are helping them win those pilots. And then they also have is the, um, because it's a Microsoft Cloud Accelerator, they also have a support from Microsoft from credits and coaching and advisor and benefits that allows them to move through the uh, process of winning a customer. And, uh, and also one of the things that we also wanted to do was enterprise companies wants to find where these solutions are. So we are building women in cloud solution marketplace that's coming so we can list all these solutions 
and they can get introduced, they can request demos, they can go trial their software very easily. So they are in that motion. So there wouldn't be any excuses. I don't know where to find them. Now you will have a place to find them. Mm -hmm. And the third one is throughout the year is creating rich curated networking sessions and helping them connect and help them build relationship with the VCs and the buyers and the influencers in the ecosystem. Eventually, they will find a way to get to that customer and close the deal. And if women are doing really well, they actually don't even need a VC funding. They can actually build a very successful cloud business and uh, working with the enterprise ecosystem. That's great. So one of the things that stands out about you, Chaitra, is your confidence. And we know confidence is something that a lot of women struggle with. And maybe that's one of the reasons why the funding is not as available too, because like you said, you have to have your message, you have to have your go-to-market go strategy, you have to have your idea, your growth plan, all of those things. Tell, Can you tell us how how you receive this level of confidence because you are so confident in everything that you do and it's such an inspiration to all of us. Uh, Jennifer, I wish mm -hmm. I knew the answer, but I'll, t I'll give you a answer, not the answer in this situation. Uh, with regards to confidence, I think I'm, I'm not afraid of failing. That's uh -huh. just who I am. I said most, I look at life as a experimentation lab so I look at it and say, hmm, I, let's see. If someone says no, I'm very curious why they said no. What was the psyche behind it? What is the other things that are stopping them from saying yes, right? Mm -hmm. And that allows me to learn about people and learn about more around their surrounding culture and how they operate. So when you're not afraid of failure, then it becomes very easy. Like I get rejected pr probably every day for every one yes, I probably have got 100 no's. Mm -hmm. uh, but my philosophy is when someone comes to me, I always want to say yes, not no, because I know they probably have rejected multiple times a day and I can be that inspiration for them to keep going through the, you know, as they go through it. So when they come to Women in Cloud, our really the philosophy is for them to feel inclusive. They feel like they're going to get what they're looking for, even if just opening the door for them so they feel special to get through it. So when I look at confidence, it's mostly like, you know, practicing that, you know, life is an experiment. It doesn't work the way it you want it to work. If you fall down, the best way to do is to get up and dust off all the negativity you had and just keep moving and you will find friends, you will find customers, you'll find partners who have the same value and you will create the best. And this particular rejection is really introspection for you to look and say, hmm, that the messaging did not work or maybe the solution did not work or the timing is it's not the right timing. So kind of helping you navigate all your rejection and fears and not be afraid of it. I think the confidence comes from that. And I always feel as like, what's what's the worst can happen? I'm not dying, so it's okay. We'll go try <laughs> something new. <laughs> that's great. And not being afraid to fail is such great advice because that's probably one of the biggest reasons because women always want to do everything perfectly and have have all the wins 
you know, from the get-go and not being able to fail um, kind of stifles them. So I think that's such good advice to say, you know what, take it in stride and every no gets you closer to a yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, um, so I know you work many, many hours all the time. How do you come up with work-life balance? You have a family, you, have, you do so much outside of work. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your best practices on balancing everything? Um, Jennifer, I love adventure. So balance <laughs> for me is a fine word, uh, but I like adventure in my life. And I feel like when I'm doing adventures from one adventure to another, I usually think like a theme park and I say, okay, I'm going on this roller coaster ride. And then I want to go to that roller coaster ride. Between that roller coaster, I need to take a break and to just kind of just feel it, what the adventure was, and then um, figure out what my next adventure going to be. So for me is uh, I love a community who can go, goes with me through that adventure with me mm -hmm. and also take a break, have a discussion, enjoy those memories and then go into a different adventure. So, but the way I look at it is really look at my life as what, how many, you know, adventures I'm creating. And I call it as a video games that I'm going to play every day or every month or every year. <laughs> and my coping strategies really is like, I love cooking. I love playing with my spices. Uh, I love dancing. Uh, I love painting. So I kind of call myself as a multi-potentialite because I'm so creative in every aspect. So whenever I feel like I am not getting the outcome that I would like, I would go and use my creative energy to kind of get me motivated uh, time. I spend a lot of time with my family. I'm always there for anyone, whether it's my parents or my in-laws, my husband, my kids. I'm always present because for them is just being there, whether if they are there for five minutes, I'm there for five minutes. If they need me for an hour, I'll drop everything for them. And that gives me to ground myself that I'm there available. And there's only one life and I want to spend time with my family and my friends and my community who cares about me. So from, from a balanced standpoint, I wish I could, I look at every hour and say, okay, do I have like two minutes to close my eyes and just ground myself mm -hmm. and feel it and breathe and like, just breathe. If you can breathe well, you have balance. That's kind of how I look at it. And you also believe in meditation, correct? So tell us a little bit about that. So I, I do uh, love meditation. But what I've learned um, is meditation is to just learn how I breathe. That is what the meditation mm -hmm. I do is, am I breathing fast? Am I breathing slow? Am I taking the right level of oxygen like when I do? So I kind of, it's like a science-based med meditation I look at. But it's usually to kind of slow down my heartbeat and my thoughts because it's racing all the time. So that one allows me to kind of breathe in a way that my thoughts can calm down so I can really have a crystal clear view of anything that I'm working on. So I do take multiple breaks a day and really take like two to three minutes. It doesn't take a lot. Mm -hmm. Just close my eyes and just kind of 
ground myself. And in the morning and the evening, I just have some Bollywood music playing and that kind of gives me the energy that I need. So That's great. And like when I cook, I cook with a lot of color, colorful vegetables. So that kind of gives me that space of like zenful space. It really allows me to be pretty happy. That's it. I, I don't think I have a balance. I work crazy hours, but I think I have a technique to be a high performer individual. And I know the techniques to manage that one on a day to day basis. That's great. I think you know, what you said really resonated with me is to be in the moment, whatever you're doing, you're in the moment and you're enjoying that moment as an adventure. And I love that because sometimes I know I'm guilty of this, you know, I'm in the moment and I'm thinking of something else, what I need to do or what I didn't do, or, you know, all of those things. And you really need to be present. I think that gives you a lot of joy. And then you said a about breathing, I think that is so key. And I just learned this this week, actually, I ordered some essential oils. And um, I realized that I put this diffuser in on my desk, and it just felt so good. And I thought, you know why it feels so good is because I've been breathing deeper, because I just love the smell of lavender or whatever I was diffusing. It just but it made me concentrate on my breathing. So you don't even need the oils, but the breathing is so important. Absolutely, absolutely, Jennifer. I, and this has been my, you know, I've been like trying to find is how do you really feel like alive every minute and mm -hmm. you have this energy. People think like I have a lot of energy, but I'm telling you, I used to get exhausted too. Uh, and there's a book by uh, uh, James Nestor called Breathe. And I think it gave me the science behind breathing and I understand what meditation should actually be. And uh, using his techniques and using some of the science behind it, I can tell you is I sleep better. I have my body feels much more happier. And then mm -hmm. I also feel more present because now I'm not exhausted. Yeah, I love that. I wrote down the name of the book breathe i'm gonna to have to get it and learn your techniques <laughs> um, i will send you some youtube videos too i would love that i would love that um so chaitra can you share with our listeners the details about the upcoming women in cloud summit and why it's so critical for women to join and have a collective voice so that we can make change happen with laws and access Absolutely. I am so excited about the summit because that's a celebration moment. This is going to be the fourth year and it's going to be all digital. So every one of us are trying to figure out how do we make it really cool. But the thing that we are working on is collective power. We want is a unified voice across the world and talking about what economic access and laws that we want to change. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at very powerful leaders to come there and inspire all of us. The core element of the summit itself is networking. Literally every experience that we have put together is for you to meet some amazing people in the industry and many companies to participate. So it feels like a union or I would say United Nations of technology companies coming there. And you get to really experience programs where if you're looking for a job, you have companies who are looking for, you know, 
candidates who can really fit the roles. If you want to um, meet with buyers and investors, you have the Cloud Executive Connect there. For black female founders, we have created a networking experience so they can meet with industry leaders. So literally it's focused a lot around networking. And the last one is action oriented. We want everybody to be transforming their lives and all the core content that is created is for each individual to increase their personal power as well as achieve a, a build a plan to achieve their own North Star goals. And you can see me, Jennifer, I'm so excited because mm -hmm. the content is looking fantastic. The people who will come together to create that experience in the digital world, we can literally tap into the entire world to be part mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking all of you to consider to, you know, uh, consider to be part of the Women in Cloud uh, Digital Summit. It's on January 28th till 30th. It's a three day. Uh, it is very, very integrated for youth, for women, for male allies, and for industry leaders, lawmakers, and also economic development leaders all to come together and say, it's time that we really need to unlock access for women. And let's make uh, DEI as a way for unlocking economic access, right? So literally right. make sure that women are getting into places they need to be. I love that. I'm marking my calendar. I went to one, I think last year and the year before, and it's just so inspiring, so motivating. It's just a great, great summit. I know you guys work very hard to put it together. And um, I think all different audiences need to attend. So I'm glad you shared the date with us. Um, Absolutely. And Jennifer, you're actually doing some some really fun activities with us. So keep your calendar open. It's coming. I will. I'm marking it. Definitely. I'll be there. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited also about the project we're working on together. And we can't give the whole uh program uh to our listeners yet but can you give us a sneak peek of your vision absolutely uh jennifer so as we talked about we want women to go into building solutions and have a design thinking and also learn how to really stitch multiple technologies to create solutions because once you know how to build solutions you know how to build your strategic narratives and how to really bring the right people to um, adopt your technology and your solution you actually will move easily up the uh, career as well mm -hmm. as same thing if you're trying to build a business it becomes easier to win customers so the the project that jennifer and i are working i want all of you to keep that in mind that anyone who takes that curriculum and the education program they will be able to really build solutions and and i want you to keep um we i want to keep the interest open so that when that program is announced i want all of you to consider participating in the program that's awesome. I'm so excited. And yes, that'll create so many more opportunities to build solutions for women and take them to that next level. So in closing, what advice would you give to a woman who's considering a career in tech, but is really not sure and kind of on the fence? What would you say to her? 
uh, Jennifer, I have like um, insight that I want to share. We know that mm -hmm. the technology industry um, has not only like taught me how to adopt the change, but also embrace the rate of change. Mm -hmm. And the rate of change in the technology sector is going to increase, uh, you know, by in hours and the <laughs> demands constantly, you know, it's changing, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have some three, uh, you know, I would say to combat that stress and feeling overwhelmed here, few things that I will share that I, I basically use it in my day-to-day -day life. First is, you know, embrace situational leadership. This is a kind of leadership that will be extremely beneficial for you to look at a situation and then make decision based on the situation so that even if you do not make a decision correctly, you have a opportunity when you change, you know, let's say you, the decision was not the right decision, but when you get, so you, when you get an opportunity to make the decision again, the situational leadership allows you to look at the situation, look at your stakeholder and make the right decision. So that way you're not really kind of being in a guilty place. It allows you to move through the journey. Mm -hmm. Second is always focus on creating access for others. Uh, I have practiced, you know, uh, unlocking economic opportunities for people around me. And so my mantra is to help people achieve the highest level of growth on the Maslow's law. But however, you can steadily start with opening your Rolodex or getting people connected to others, um, making, uh, creating a job opportunity, but make a difference in people's life, but using the Maslow's law. And third is acquire emotional and relational chef, uh, currencies to really understand people and unlock blockers for them so they can realize their ultimate potential. And I truly believe these are the three characteristics that I have used on a consistent basis and really help me uh, accomplish, you know, to the goals that I'm always, you know, working on and really looking at the situation, creating access and really and implementing the um, emotional and relationship currencies as needed or acquiring those currencies through my journey. Very, very important skills and great, great advice, Chaitra. So what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you? The best uh, best way is LinkedIn is a best way. So if you go to the LinkedIn, you can find me with my name, Chaitra Vedulapali. Very easy, um, very easily accessible. Uh, second is you can go to, um, you can contact Jennifer. She can give you access mm -hmm. to me. Um, at the end of the day, the best way to connect with me is try to find a, a way that we can work together and really mm -hmm. create a bigger impact. And that way I can mobilize that program very easily within the ecosystem. And second, if you want to create access for a bigger community, Women in Cloud uh, has a collective reach of 100 million women across the world. So anytime you're thinking about, I don't know how to make an impact, I, I need some guidance, I can definitely connect you to the right people or the right community so you can mobilize your vision and really make an impact in our society. Because I know each and every one of you who are listening here has uh, incredible ideas and incredible wealth of uh, uh, resources. How about putting that in action? and you know achieving the global goals faster so we don't have to wait till 2030 we can do it a little earlier 
Mm-hmm. Together we can do more, right? Exactly, exactly. That's great. Um, Chaitra, you're so inspiring. I just love your journey. I love your story. And I love all the work that you do to help others continuously gain more access, especially women. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this was such a joy to have you on the show. And hopefully we will have you again on soon. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.